Hello, all you Covey Club and Reinvent Yourself listeners. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I'm the founder of both of these projects. And I am so happy that you are tuning in to listen to our amazing stories of reinvention. And I just want to alert you that you're listening to the podcast, but don't forget about Covey Club, the site, because over there we have all kinds of content for you, original content, well-written, because I come from Moore Magazine. That was the magazine I ran for eight years. I have the best writers and reporters, and we dig into reinvention in all ways. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That's free. And if you want to hang with reinventors who know how to get this done, just come and join us. Join the Covey Club, become a member of The Nest, and see the magic that we create. As we say, we hold a space for you while you figure out what's next. And that's our magic. So welcome to the show. And I want to introduce you to Jane Enright. And I'm not going to tell you much about this conversation, except that it's truly unbelievably extraordinary what this single person went through in her life in one year. Nobody should have to go through a year like that and how she has turned it to her advantage. And she talks about the habits she's cultivated to get herself through things like this. They are They are steps and tricks and tips all through this conversation that you can use no matter what has happened to you. I don't know many people to whom these things happened all in one year. I do know a few where a couple of terrible things have happened in one year, but it doesn't happen to many of us. And it's a good way to learn that we have everything. Be grateful every day. And if something is taken away or many things are taken away, you can survive. Jane wrote a fabulous book that she will talk about, Butter Side Up. And um, I just want you to enjoy meeting Jane Enright. Here she is. Welcome, Jane. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. I'm thrilled. Thank you so much. What you're doing, Leslie, is absolutely fabulous. It's very, very needed, especially now during uncertain times. Oh, my God. Everybody's being forced to reinvent. And, you know, some people want to and some people, look, they don't have a choice. Um, And as you and I both know, you just the way you respond is everything. You can't control all these things that are happening in your life. So and you are the the maven of that. So let's <laughs> let's talk talk a little bit about you know who you are and um, set us up for you know what happened to you. You say everything happened in one year that was oh, oh, horribly oh, yeah. awful. But yeah, set us up. Most terrible that. year. Yeah, my most terrible year. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. Uh, so uh, yes, my journey began uh, actually in 2017. Uh, my most terrible year, I got hit in the head with a volleyball at a oh sporting my. event, like just wow, smack in the head. And, uh, you know, as you say, stuff with four letters ending in a T happens to all of us, but it's how you handle you it. You can curse on here, Jane. You can use all your words. We're big girls. Whatever you want to <laughs> say. Just go right ahead. Go right ahead. 
<laughs> so I had a lot of stuff with four, four letters ending in a T. So anyway, got hit in the head with a volleyball. Lost. I was like Dory and fine. Nemo lost uh, some of my speech and hearing had to work with a speech pathologist not great when you're a professional facilitator traveling the globe and uh, had to reinvent myself with my career just as I was starting to do that the second thing happened and uh, my partner and fiance at the time had his own devastating injury and he woke up from a semi-coma, a, a catastrophic brain injury, not remembering who I was. He said, you know, Jane, everyone's, he didn't say, you know, Jane, he said, everyone's so nice here. I can't remember who anyone is, but you're oh the nicest God. and the prettiest. Can you imagine? So here oh, I am recovering. Oh my God. Oh my God, it's right. Yeah. So here I am recovering. And he wakes up, very intelligent man, tenured professor, you know, Warden School of Business, CEO of oh. his own company. He can't remember who he is. He can't remember me. Do I know? You know who are you? Do, do I know you? Do, do we, what, wow. we together? Do we, we, do we sleep together? Do our oh parents my. know? Oh, my oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm a walking, talking infomercial for sudden, rapid, unexpected change. But that's the thing that that was that was the second thing. Okay, so I was recovering from my my injury and having to reinvent myself with my career because I knew you know people weren't going to pay me to um, ask them to repeat themselves or wear a name tag. Vice presidents don't like to do that in the uh, in the boardroom, and. Um, at the end of all this, getting him through his rehab and uh, getting him into care so he could continue to thrive and being, a, being an advocate for, advocate for him, my uh, best girlfriend of 40 years was suddenly diagnosed with um, stage four pancreatic cancer. This oh, was my God. That's just unbelievable. It, it really is, unbelievable. is unbelievable. Yes. Three, three life-altering events boom, 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 all this span of 12 months. So April, 2017 to April, 2018. So, I mean, I lost my career. Uh, I lost my partner in the sense that uh, I didn't, he didn't know who I was anymore. So I lost that version of him. He didn't, thankfully, you know, uh, thanks be to God, he did not pass, but it's been a long journey for him recovering. And I lost my best friend. So oh. I pretty much knew everything that was so suddenly just wiped out for my life. So, you know, I, I learned very quickly that sudden, rapid, unexpected change can happen at any time and very quickly had to reinvent myself, not only for myself, for my own perseverance and what I was going to do as a person, but I had to rethink my career. I had to rethink my relationships. I had to rethink my friendships. I had to rethink oh goodness. everything. I have everything. to say I've done a over 160 of these and I have not heard a story like that so yeah. that is I mean I've heard of one thing you know but I've not heard of three piled on like that so you're having to reinvent yourself and your support system all at once yes absolutely oh my god so where yeah. do you start where do you start with this how do you what did you do well great question so before I I became an author and a writer full time, which I very much I, I was driven towards it. We can talk about that a little later. But yeah. basically, um, because I had to learn to speak again, I had speech aphasia, I was focused on writing. 
So I, I was obviously trying to articulate myself and be an advocate, but where my journey really began was with acceptance. Before I started being a, a writer and an author, I was a strategic planner. I was helping corporations and people and businesses think from the outside in instead of the inside out. I was helping them solve their problems. So I very quickly had to accept, first of all, that this had happened. It didn't mean that I could be happy about it, but it was just like, you know what? This is a lot of shit. This is a lot of stuff to yeah. handle. I don't, I don't know what the next five minutes is going to bring, but I knew I had skills when I was in those, the hospital, not only for myself, but for, for Clayton and for my friend that other people didn't have. So I quickly had to just sit down, first of all, accept what had happened very quickly and say, you know what, treat it as a project, Jane. Treat it as something that has happened that you have no control over, but that you obviously have skills and strengths to get through this, or you wouldn't have been able to get through it. It's, that's that's the way I had to look at it. And so I, I call it my OMG, my outside and thinking mindfulness gratitude. It was that big picture thinking, first of all, accepting that change had happened, not denying the feelings, but accepting that it had happened. Um, outside and thinking, using my big, big picture thinking skills, being very, very present every day and very, very grateful for the little gains and breaking it down into baby steps about how I was going to get through each day and not only help myself, but help my fiance at the time and my girlfriend, because, you know, she needed help too. She, she passed in three weeks. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm speechless. I have to say I'm totally speechless. Yeah. How did you get to acceptance though? We just did a big, huge um, roundup last night where we talked about life lessons from a health crisis. And people talked about acceptance being sometimes very hard to reach, it but is. that their reinvention did not happen until they were able to get to that point. Did you use therapy? Did you do, did, how, and how long did it take you to get there? Well, for me, it was very, very quick. I mean, I've been, I think like you, like you say, I was in a state of disbelief. I mean, when I was sitting at the bedside, particularly with Clayton and he couldn't remember who I was, I was scrolling through my iPhone, looking at pictures of the house saying, okay, well, do you remember this? Looking for some semblance of, you know, normalcy. And uh, there was none. I mean, humor was a big thing for him. He looked at me and he said, I live there with you, you live there with me. Boy, I must be a lucky son of a bitch, <laughs> right? All right, so, you can start him off on the right track. I, then. I said, well, that's a great place to start. <laughs> that's a great place to start. Reprogram. Exactly. Yeah, reprogram. So, I mean, I'm and you're And you're really good at picking up your clothes and you're, <laughs> you're like the best cook I ever met. That's right. And, you know, every morning when I get up, you cook me breakfast. Did you know that? Okay, sorry, exactly. my bad intervention, but no, I can't no, help no. myself. You get the point. So the acceptance came with a sense of humor or tried to and said, like, who the hell would ever think this could happen? Like, you know, looking at like, why is this happening? But you know what? We just started at the beginning and, and tried to get through it with humor and humility and a sense of acceptance. Uh, we didn't know what the next five minutes was going to bring, but every day I got up and I just said, you know what? I'm very, I'm grateful for my life. I cannot control the weather. I cannot control what happened. I mean, it's like COVID. I can't control a pandemic, but I can control how I respond to it. 
you know, I can, I, you know, there's reaction and then there's response. So how do you get quickly into acceptance? I think the best thing for me was affirmations. You know, Louise Hay was a big, a big influence for me at the time. I got up every day and I said, I am choosing happiness today. I am not taking any more of this crap that's been thrown at me. I'm tired of hard and sad. I want super awesome. I went through each day and I, and I treated it as a project. And I said, look at what does it, what do I need? And what does Clayton need uh, to get him to the point where he can still function? Because they were ready to ship him off to a nursing home right? They didn't, you know, he, he couldn't remember anything, right? Wow, so we had to nothing. take, we had to take those gains, those little baby steps and say, okay, we have to think positively about this. First of all, we're going to be grateful. We're still alive. Second of all, we're going to be grateful. We're here every day helping each other because I'm going to help you and you're going to help me. Third, we're going to be very mindful that we can't control the past. We're going to let go of the past and what was and accept things for what they are and that's what acceptance is it's not necessarily forgiveness it's accepting things for what they are rather than what was and that's how I very quickly moved into acceptance so did you do this on your own did you start reading like I'm looking for tactical advice for people who are in the same boat something you know where they can say oh she pulled down these podcast she read these books I mean like you're using some of the terminology yeah. and language um, that coaches use yes so yes. how did you approach were you already in that territory so you'd already read all that stuff or how did you find it I read some of it I wish I could say that I read a self-help book and everything was was fantastic but it wasn't right I learned along the way I had skills because of my strategic planning background that outside in thinking picture outside uh, in mindfulness thinking I already had that big picture thinking in place. Michael Singer is a great resource. I'd already read Michael Singer's book, The Untethered Soul, which is one of my absolute favorites. And it was a life changer for me, but I didn't read it as this was happening. I did know that it was important to have balance in my life. So I did gravitate towards yoga. I mean, the mindful movement with Sarah Raymond was a huge, huge influence on me. Every day I made time for myself. I got up every day and I said, I need to give my time, you know, to Clayton. He was in the hospital for 76 days. I said, but every morning I started with intention, like your morning, your morning coaching sessions that you're offering through um, reinventing yourself. I got up every day, no matter what was happening. I did a guided meditation. I said my affirmations. I went out the door and I said, I don't know what's going to happen today, but something good is going to come from this. And that's what I did. And it may sound very simple, but it's, it's, it wasn't denying the feelings, Leslie, but it was rather just saying, you know what, a more optimistic attitude is my best defense. Mm. It's like putting the groceries in the pantry and the water if there's going to be a hurricane, okay? When catastrophe strikes like COVID or a natural disaster, having a positive mindset is our best defense against getting swallowed up in that hamster wheel of dread and grief and loss that's not denying our feelings but it's rather letting them go and saying you know what i've had a loss i am grieving this is not good but surrounding yourself with things that are good surrounding yourself with your self-care surrounding yourself 
with um, people that help you feel good and can help you get through the situation. So yes, did I reach out to the social worker? Absolutely, at the hospital, absolutely. But she couldn't solve all my problems. I had to take charge of my life. I had to be the quarterback. And that was when I decided I was gonna be the CEO of everything. And I had to be the CEO of his life too because I was his power of attorney. And I had to be the CEO of Jen's life for a little while while she said, Jane, I don't have a lot of time this isn't my choice to have a terminal diagnosis, but I really don't want to be in the hospital like this. This is what I need and this is what I want. So talk about your book, Butter, Butter Side Up, How I Survived My Most Terrible Year and Created My Super Awesome Life. Holy moly. <laughs> what, what made you decide to put it all down in a book and what's in the book so that our consumers and our listeners can know whether it's for them or not? Great. Thanks for asking. Um, basically, how I decided to put it down in the book is I knew, first of all, my um, head injury interrupted my speaking voice. I had to write rather than talk because I was struggling with my own. I was like Dorian Finding Nemo. I couldn't remember things and I couldn't speak properly. So I used that to my advantage. And I also realized that after 100 days in an Ontario hospital helping others and myself that had a lot of skills people didn't have, I wanted to share my knowledge why did I do it? Because I know there's people that go through these things. Do they go through these things in 12 months? Sometimes they don't. But um, I started writing before COVID. And then when COVID hit, I thought, what are, the, what are the chances that I'm, you know, writing about unplanned change? I wanted to help others. But COVID, this, my life story is really a dress rehearsal for COVID. I, knew I was going to say, where, how did you feel when COVID hit you right oh. as you are pulling yourself together? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, you know what? It was a bit of a gift. Um, I've always been a positive thinker. I've always been a glass half full girl rather than a glass half empty. And I, I truly am grateful for every day of my life because I know that life can change in an instant. But I also knew for co with COVID, I thought, wow, first of all, it gave me the gift of time because I could write full time. There was really nothing else to do except, you know, I was recovering, but it gave me the opportunity to write. But secondly, I thought to myself, you know what, if there's ever a time that people are going to need this type of information, these practical how to get yourself out of a situation, it's now. So it really inspired me. I used it, I used it as a jumping off point to reinvent myself, to inspire myself to keep going and write a book and get a publisher in nine months. So it, you know, it wasn't fun. COVID's not fun, but I didn't dwell on it. You know, I didn't, I, I said, look at how can I use this time? Right. You know? We only have so much time in our life. So in terms of helping your readers, I think, uh, and your followers, you know, that big picture, um, the OMG, we say, oh my God, we say, oh my gosh, because that's our body's reaction to saying, what's next? What am I going to do? A lot of people have gone through a lot of grief and loss. Now, COVID is unplanned change on steroids. It's change that can change its mind anytime. And it is. I believe it's pause for all of us to say, you know what, what's important to you? What's really important to you? I had to do that. That's how I reinvented myself. What's important to you, Jane? What do you want out of your life? Because you have a chance to start all over again, because we're starting at ground zero. Okay, that's the way I looked at it. And for a lot of people, they're going to have a job loss, they might have a loss of a loved one, they might lose a relationship, they might go through a divorce or separation or a breakup. And it's a chance to pause and reflect and say, okay, 
what's my plan? What, what's my plan? How am I going to quarterback this? And that's why I wrote Jane's Jam as a companion. So Butterside Up is a story of my life and how outside and thinking and mindfulness and gratitude changed my life. But then Jane's Jam is about how it can help change your life. If something happens like that, if you experience a, a tremendous loss or the unexpected in your life. So what were the, if you had to give like three or four main things that you learned about reinventing from total loss, what are the nuanced things? I mean, realizing that, you know, I've talked to a lot of people already about the basic things we've covered. Sure. What, what in your case was nuanced and unexpected and that you would tell somebody like me um, to do or to reach for or insight wise? Um, yeah from what you experienced. Yeah, realize that the past is just a chapter, not the whole book. It's a segment of our life. We're all gonna experience loss. We're all going to experience sadness and we're all gonna experience some type of suffering in our life, but it's how you handle it that matters. And letting it, like when they say, let it go, that expression, letting it go, that's not easy to do. It's easier said than done, but it's really about letting go of the label. I'm divorced. I have, you know, I have a disability. I am, you know, I am, you know, financially bankrupt. Sometimes good things come from bad things. You know, I have a career that I love that I never would have had. I've met people and had extraordinary experiences that never would have happened had all of this other stuff happened. So if I can say anything to anyone, let go of the past, leave the victim behind, be grateful for every day that you have because your life is a gift. Be grateful for all the time that you have in your life and don't waste a minute of it. Seize the day. Look at every day as a fresh start and a new beginning. And that may sound schmaltzy to some people, but when you think about it, you know, a lot of people are upset about how they can't get their morning coffee at Starbucks because it's closed. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people out there that don't even have a coffee to get, right? So focus on what you have, focus on being grateful. There's scientific evidence out there Focus that says, you know, it's not just good for you, but it's good for your brain and it's good for other people. Be kind, be kind to yourself, give yourself time, use some self-care tips, humor, you know, pepper your life with humor, live intentionally, live purposely, get up every day and say, you know what? I don't know what's gonna happen today, but I think I can create something super awesome. Consider that you can create happiness and not find it. For many people out there, they're looking for someone else to change their life. They're looking for something else to come into their life and waiting for something to happen. Don't waste a moment. Go out there and make it happen. Make your ideas happen. And that's what Butterside Up and James Jam is all about. Do you have any interesting habits that you do (laughs) to get this? I do. I'm well, studying just, habits right now. And so it sounds to me like you must have some habits that you've cultivated that other people could listen to and possibly follow or think about. Um, because I believe that habit formation can change your life and change your direction you and betcha. make you feel like you're moving when you feel like you're stuck or overwhelmed. You got it. It's all about moving forward and not backward, baby steps. 
So again, my habits, I live very purposely. I live very intentionally. I do get up no matter what is happening every day. And I do a guided, med guided meditation. I meditate with Sarah, Sarah Raymond. And I, re I might read something inspiring, um, you know, uh, or listen to a, a podcast in the morning. And I, then I do my affirmations and I talk, you know, and, and I'm grateful. I get up in the morning and I leave the end of the day with gratitude. I count my blessings at the end of the day. And I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritually minded person. I believe that we're all souls and that we all have an energy and that um, we're here to help each other, not to hinder each other. But sometimes life doesn't go our way. And I think just being able to step outside of yourself and, and look at others' behavior sometimes and say, you know, change happens. Embracing change. I embrace each day and I look forward to each day. And because I know that I, I could have not been here because of that accident. I know it's a miracle that I have uh, a friend now, Clayton, that's still alive. And I saw the miracle of life snatched away from my friend, Jen, very, very early in, in her life. And she didn't get to do a lot of things. So uh, yeah, I'm outside. I ski. I downhill ski. I live intentionally. I uh, take time every day for myself. I'm very social. I stay connected with friends. It's very, very important to do that, especially during COVID. Get online virtually with others. Have a FaceTime quarantini. Have a, a wine time with your girlfriends. Oh, virtually if you can't get together. Start a book club. Um, keep connected. That's so so important. Those are my habits. They're very and, and I just I live a very simple life that way. But I just I can't wait. I can't wait to see what each day brings. What did you get rid of? That's a good question. I got, I, first of all, I got rid of guilt. Um, you know what, as I said in Butterside Up, chapter four was going to the principal's office. When all of this stuff happened, I felt that I was being punished. I felt yeah. like a school girl in the office, yeah. but yeah. I didn't know what I was, what, like, what the hell did I do wrong? Right. You no, know? I'm, I'm saying to the almighty, whoever's up there, down there, is it a committee? I don't know. I'm saying it. <laughs> I think personally, I think it's a committee because I think how could one person control all this stuff? But yeah, a committee, I, I like that. <laughs> it's a committee. But I said, like, what did I do to deserve this? Yes. What did I do to deserve this? Of course. And, and you know what? I let go of that. I thought to myself, you know what, Jane? Maybe you need to think of this differently. And you need to think to yourself, you, everything that has happened to you in your life, in your career, and being a mother, and a, a because I've owned my own business very successfully for you know almost 30 years and all these things that you learned all these skills the you were brought to this point so that you could better understand what these people were going through so you could help them and you know what I got rid of people and things in my life that no longer serve me I had people in my life say you know what poor you you know what it must be awful to be you no, it's not awful to be me. It's really not because there's a lot of people that go through terrible, terrible things in their life. You know, look at the Holocaust, look at people who've been through child abuse, look at, look at people that have personal injuries and they can't walk anymore. So get rid of, I got rid of self-pity. I got rid of guilt and I got rid of the notion that I had to stay stuck because you don't, you always have choices. Was that a punishment kind of thing that you think you have to stay stuck and suffer yeah. because of what happens? Yes. Yeah, I got rid of the labels. I said, I don't have a label. And I just said to myself, you know what? I I'm just grateful for my life. 
And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to help people that were very instrumental in my life. And I'm very grateful that I'm talking to you right now because there's about a million other women and men out there who would love to be doing what I'm doing. I'm a survivor, but I'm also a survivor that's giving back. And I'm giving back to the community. I want to leave the world a better place. And uh, I'm very thankful that I have the opportunity to do that. I think grat- it's gratitude that saved me. When Jen, when Jen got diagnosed, she went to the emergency room with abdominal pain and came out with a terminal diagnosis. And that was my third thing. That was the toughest day of my life. And I had to dig pretty deep to find my voice because I couldn't even find my voice when I, t- when I went to call her. I thought, how the hell am I ever going to talk to my friend and help her feel better and immersed in my own grief and sadness? but I used humor and I, I started using my gift of humor a lot more. And uh, that was gratitude. You know, we looked, we looked at each other. I said, I'm very grateful for you. I said, I wish I could take this all away, but I can't. And she said, okay, let's have one hell of a party when I'm gone. And we started planning and that's what we oh did. My God. That's how we spent the last few days. Oh. of her I know it's, it sounds, but, but the thing is, Leslie, you can't do that unless you can think outside in and think about the gratefulness that there's life is not a textbook. I didn't have time to read a textbook. I had little tools in the toolkit, but that's when I put all the OMG together. And I thought it's outside in thinking, big picture thinking that can help me step outside and look at my life as an observer rather than a participant. I love you, Jen. And I can't stand that this is happening, but I'm going to help you have the best damn quality of life you can. That's what got me through it. And that's in her outside and thinking was a model for me. She said, Jane, do you know where she, she was on morphine of course. And it, it, it plays with your, your sense of yes. time and space. And I'd been in her hospital room, you know, an hour ago, she phoned me. She said, do you know where, where I am? She was on the phone. Her husband had to put her on the phone because she was very weak. And she said, do you know where I am? She said, get the hell back here. She said, I may not make it through the night. I need you. Okay. So she had the presence of mind to say, this is what I need. She could step outside of herself. And absolutely um, amazing. That's incredible. Is there any other thoughts you want to leave our listeners with as we're coming to the end? You know what, when you're going through tough, hard, sad stuff, uh, like COVID, like a divorce, like a death in your family, any loss of any kind, the loss of a job, maybe you had an addiction, maybe you're going through addiction recovery. Sometimes it's very hard to see the light and see that things can get better. I am a walking, talking infomercial for change. I am living proof that somebody and others too, like the the Bethany Hamiltons of the world and the Lucille Balls of, of the world who didn't have the best circumstances but out of bad things can come good things we can unplanned change can bring the unexpected the unexpected like covid can bring a lot of nasty stuff but can also bring a lot of good stuff it can bring us coming together as a community it can bring us closer together and helping each other because we're all going through this together it's a perfect opportunity to help each other out right it can bring new ways of connecting i would have never met you if i hadn't read uh, hadn't written this book right Right. Absolutely. I wouldn't have. Incredible. Yeah. So thank you. Be grateful for every day. Be grateful for every moment. Is everything roses and lollipops? No, that's, that's nonsense. You can't be happy all the time. Positivity is about having a sense of 
what you need and what you want and being able to say, you know what, I accept that things change, accepting that change happens and looking for those um, opportunities to create happiness, not find it. I love that. Create happiness instead of looking for it. I love that. Yeah. So Jane, where can people find you um, on the internet and they can find your book at Amazon, I see. Yes, um, definitely. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Uh, Butterside Up comes out June 7th. I'm with She Writes Press, fabulous publisher, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, uh, Books A Million. Um, the, on the internet, you can find me at janeenwrightauthor.com or mysuperawesomelife.com. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for what you do because you're sitting here and you're inspiring others because uh, it's not easy. I never at 55 thought I'd be uh, on my own telling my story and you're inspiring me to keep going. So thank you oh, so much. Oh, thank you. It's so, we all have to do it together. We can't do we this do. all by ourselves. And that's what I'm really trying to do is teach, teach women. Don't wait until it's the last minute. Don't wait until no. something terrible happens. No. Connect, connect now and start planning what your change is going to be because change is going to happen. It is going to happen. And hopefully Butterside Up, you know, Butterside Up is telling my story about how OMG really saved my life. And Jane's Jam is using Emma, telling you how OMG can help you uh, create your super awesome life. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity. You know, I'm on Instagram, Jane Unright Authors, uh, Butterside Up with Jane Unright on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you if I can help you. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, listening to more reinventing episodes and uh, being inspired by you and your guests. Awesome. Jane, thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Stay super awesome. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. I hope you were inspired by Jane. I certainly was. Oh my God. I just admire people who pick themselves up off the ground when I, I just, I, I honestly am speechless when so many bad things occur to one person at one time. Um, how does that happen? You have to move on, as she says, and you have to accept it and look for the benefits that it accrues to you. And she does. So I hope you're inspired and I hope you go out into the world today and say, I am one of the luckiest people out there. I am grateful. And if change comes to me, I will figure it out. I will understand how to deal with it. I hope that if you like the podcast, you will subscribe, give us some stars, give us a good review, share the podcast, please, with anybody you know who needs reinventing or is on the reinvention journey. And again, come on over to Covey Club if you are looking to reinvent yourself or if a reinvention is being forced on you. Do not do it alone. You do not have to. We are a wonderful group of women, savvy, smart, caring, loving, with a lot of experience. And we want to share it with you. So don't do it alone. Come join us and we hope to see you next time.